this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music, and today I'm here with Tegan Stewart. She has just put out a lovely new single called Unsay It, and I am super excited to talk to her all about it. Tegan, thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share this with the world. It's been a long time coming, and I'm just I'm excited to be here. Well, the world should be excited because they're about to get an amazing new song. So it can really only go up from here. Exactly. Um, well, let's just get right into it then. Really, the first thing that I want to hear about from you is the lyrical content. I love the sound of the song itself, but I want to hear from you what it's all about and what message you're trying to send. Yeah, so um, the story is kind of funny. Um, I'm, for people who know me, if you don't, I'm a pretty self-assured, extroverted person. Um, it's not that I never have insecurity, but I'm pretty confident and I, I like to put things out there. And this was a night where I had had a crush on somebody for a little while. And we were all out together one night, going to bars and things. and. This is, you know, we're all kind of on our third, fourth drink at the bar. And I went up to this guy and I just said, what's your deal? Because I think you're really hot. Like, what's what's happening here? Um, which, yeah, yeah. That was, no, was no, no. Like, I, there should be more people like you that do that. And also things always get interesting after the third drink. That's when the exactly. night really starts. Right. And I just... <laughs> life was too short i don't want to do you know totally. i'm gonna wait and see if he says something no i'm just gonna say it um and that turned out to be a fun time <laughs> and um so i i wanted the song to be about kind of that it's that tipping point where you're either going to kind of rip the band-aid off and be like okay i think we're into each other or not and, you know, typically always like the guy, that's his role. That's what he's doing. Girls kind of wait for that. And I understand why I do that sometimes too. But sometimes a vibe is a vibe. Like, you know, when there's something between you and somebody. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just all about a girl uh, shooting her shot. Well, I have to know the end up. You can't just leave me hanging. You can't just say I went up to him and said, what's his deal? And then stop the story. I Yeah, I think he was like excuse me and i was like i i said i think you're hot and he was like oh well you're you're cute too and um we did not go home that night so that on its face that looks like it was rejection but it wasn't because uh we saw each other another night um also completely randomly because nashville is a mile wide and um and then he was like hey you um and then i got in the back of his motorcycle and then and then I went home with him that night. Badass. And I don't think it would have happened had I not had I not said that. It wouldn't. The previous night. <laughs> well, that, I mean, thank you for the end of the story, but it kind of puts a whole new light on the single, to be honest. It's it not that it didn't come off empowering, but considering it's based on empowerment and you kind of just saying, screw it, now's my time, like, go for it. I think more people should do that. So thank you for writing a song about it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I also really wanted to talk about the production side of things here. In my opinion, I think it's like the ideal hybrid of pop and country, which 
country pop nowadays, I, I just personally speaking, I think it either leans too much towards one way. However, you really brought it in the middle and you're kind of, you're going to hit so many different sides of people that enjoy both. So after that long-winded explanation, I want to know, um, how did it all come together? What were like the creative inspirations behind all of it? Yeah. So the song I had written, I, I'm going to loop in some songwriting stuff because it's all like please, this. Please, right? yeah. um, so I had written the chorus for Unsay It a few years ago, actually, and I kept trying to finish it with different co-writers and bring it into people. They were like, that's cool. And for some reason, nothing clicked to put together like the verse to it or just continuing it wasn't working. And I actually wrote um, the, a worse version of that song earlier. And I had sang that at gigs and I was like, this song's cool, but it's, it's lamer than this chorus I have. Sure. So I brought this to the producer I've been working with, whose uh, name is Sean Rogers. And he was like, oh, oh, we got to do something with this. We're going to finish this song. And I was like, okay. So he brought in a songwriter named Michael Warren. He's wonderful. He's got a lot of cool cuts. Um, and we finished it just like in one day. Um, and then that day, because Sean is the, also a producer, he already started, you know, messing around with different chords, um, different sort of rhythms with it, because he kind of took it into this kind of darker, sultry space that my, the original way I was kind of doing it was a little more like, not sing-songy per se, but just a little more up here and like sure. really nice sounding. And um, he put some different chords to it and was like, oh, we're, let's make this like, this like darker vibe. And as soon as the, those chords came in, I'm, I'm gonna sound like that artist, but the whole song just turned dark, sparkly purple. And so that's why all of my promo things are have purple and sparkle because that's just what the song sounds like now. So as soon oh, as we, I love that. I love that. I am also a person that I think that music associates with colors. I also think that album artwork, single artwork, any any artwork at all that represents a single, if for some reason it doesn't match up, it kind of throws the vibe off of the entire song. So we're on the same wavelength here i'm definitely getting darker tones Perfect. and um i would love to hear the demos but i think that obviously the final product ended up great as well yeah i mean it came together quickly enough that like i don't the demo sounds almost pretty close it just doesn't have all the synthy stuff and those elements but sure um we moved pretty quickly after that because um we sean has um some players that he usually works with and half of those players were on my six song EP the prior year. So um, we kind of knew who we wanted to track the song, of course, gave them all the notes and things. And then when we tracked it, um, we had a few different, yeah, everything, everything just <laughs> happened. So like the way it was supposed to, if that makes sense, like other tracks that I've recorded there's kind of more of a back and forth of like, well, what is it supposed to sound like? And at this point, Sean and I have worked together only about like a year and a half, two years, but we've done, we've had so many conversations about music and pre-production talks and, you know, what artists do I want to sound like? All the stuff that, that all of it was like dialed in for this song. Like we didn't awesome. have to be at the storyboard being like, what should it sound like? Like it was, 
it was just kind of there. And um, yeah, the, the players were amazing. Right. And the only thing we went back and forth on a little bit, which was a fun thing, was the drums, whether we were going to do four on the floor or a little bit more kind of rhythmic. And we tried out both and we put in both for like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. And then we were like, all right, four on the floor. That's cool. There you go. So, well, yeah, um, I, I think that that's the most important part is having a producer that can become sort of like the other half of your brain. Because as an artist, especially one that is like a solo artist, there's only so much that you can do. Not one person can do it all unless they're, you know, spending 24 hours a day on it. So once you find a producer like him that can really be your other half and complete your sound, that's someone that you don't want to lose out on. It's, and it's probably why this song came together a lot quicker since you guys had the rapport. Definitely, yeah. And it just, when we finished it, we were like, oh, this is, because to me it has those somewhat synthy elements of Marin Morris, but it's not overly. Yeah. No. A really pop you got the banjo in there yeah, sure. and you got the electric guitar solo all the guitars playing um so when we finished this he said i i think you could change the sound of country music which is one of the coolest compliments i've ever been given <laughs> that's what i that's what i'm trying to say is like don't get me wrong i like and i enjoy country music but it's not always my go-to that i listen to in my personal listening time but this type of music that perfectly bridges the gap, it widens the audience for people that are so anti-country music. I right. feel that it's almost like an introduction. Like, oh, if you liked this, then Gateway. you can mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Gateway country drive. go down the rabbit hole. But that's a huge <laughs> thing. Like, that's a, that's a huge thing. So um, you also brought up your 2020 EP, which I checked out and I really enjoyed as well. So... I kind of want to follow up on that. This, correct me if I'm wrong, was your first single release after the release of the EP. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So I felt a little bit of experimentation. Obviously, you're you know expanding your sound and you're going down different roads, which is great. And I think that that's what all artists do. So then the obvious question here sort of becomes, is there more on the way? Or was this just something that you were working on and decided to put out a follow-up? There is not a full project in the works yet. Um, the majority of the year was also spent doing the Homebody music video. If you haven't mm -hmm. seen that, definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, I have not, I've not jumped into a full other project yet. I kind of am starting to see what elements I want to do. I definitely want any record to have some of those folksy elements that Sad Songs has. Um, so I've just been writing a lot. And of course, I'm sure you already know this, but you know, when you write 10 songs, you know, eight of them are fine, but they're not good enough to even play out. Sure. Two of them are good enough to play out and kind of ride with your other songs, but then maybe one of them is not quite your brand or something you want to record so then oh, you got one song yeah. that that's going to make the cut so <laughs> definitely in that stage at the moment but you know i also didn't expect us to go from finishing writing unsay it to recording and putting it out in a few months so that's also kind of exciting because other song ideas were kicking around right now like that hopefully could could go pretty quick right. if we we settle on it that's okay. And I didn't ask meaning like, hey, hurry up. 
because I know <laughs> I know how difficult it is to make something and actually be happy with it and then go through with it because it's not just the making of the song it's the months and months of hard work after promoting it so you wouldn't want to put out something that you're not happy with and life gets in the way so you work at your own pace and <laughs> we'll all be patiently waiting um, but what I do want to know though for any future music is do you feel that you'll continue to experiment your sound or do you think that you found your lane um, of what you're already making? I definitely feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm exploring it and I have found it, but there's also more to explore there because I grew up on country music. I absolutely love it. That is what I'm making and what I want to be making, especially lyrically and song structure wise. But the last few years I have been on just a straight R&B bender for years now, where that is Kehlani, Khalid, her, those are what I'm listening to 24 seven right now. And so there, there's kind of no way that can't bleed into what I'm doing because that's, that's the music in my brain <laughs> that I'm putting on repeat. So I'm, I don't even know consciously yet how that's been coming into play but I really would love to experiment more with I love background vocal stuff just I'm a singer above being a writer or a guitarist or anything else I'm a singer so I, I love playing with harmonies and background vocals and layers and so I would love to kind of incorporate that more into country as well um, so there's a little bit more of that in this song um, but yeah, that's something that I think is really fun. And growing up, I I didn't like it as much because I was like, oh, this isn't, it's so not live. And I love everything about country. It sounds like the players all just got together in the room and played it. Right. right. They did. But now I have a new appreciation for, you know, when you listen to like an Ariana Grande record, with, who I'm obsessed with, especially the new album, like if you sat there and concentrated on just all the background vocals you would never catch all of them nope. like every little thread and I, I there's something about that that's so artistic and fun to me so I, I want to explore that more no I really like I know what you're saying about country music seems like you just called up your four best friends and said let's jam but I just I think nowadays now that production techniques have gone I don't know if the word is like off the deep end, but like so meticulous, you could literally spend years on an album and especially an Ariana Grande type album where it's just like, there are a thousand things happening at once. I enjoy that because the replayability is at an all time high. You can literally mm -hmm. over and over and hear something new every single time you listen. So it, I guess it just depends on what your cup of tea is when it comes to music as a whole. And uh, I also suppose we'll be watching out for the R&B country album to come out from you, one of these. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, so I also, I wanted to know, since you've gone through the process of making music, you're not necessarily a brand new artist, but you've gone from start to finish. Is there something specifically that you enjoy the most about the entire process from start to finish? Ooh, what a good question. I've never gotten that. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is the point at which you've, you've already done the work tape, you know what the players are probably going to do. 
you know, you have the scratch vocals on the track. So, you know, when you, when they're playing to it, they hear you, but like your vocals aren't, you haven't done real vocals yet. And the, the moment that you hear them tracking it for the first time and you hear it played back, like very close to what it's going to sound like with the full production for the first time, if that makes sense. So when we did Sab Song, the first time I heard them play it back, just their first take of playing the instruments, and I heard the steel guitar, I teared up. Like it was, <laughs> it was just, because I, I play it, you know, also these songs all have played it at a writer's round so many times, just me and my guitar yeah. and kind of altering it to make it sound good as like a one guitar song. And just that moment where you hear it for the first time with all of these other colors and sounds and and that always just like hits me. Um, Cause then after that, you know, I, I love putting the vocals on the background vocals, but like that part is magical where I'm like, oh. That, that's really And cool. then, yeah. And, and just the whole, when the whole thing's done and we are starting to do like album art and merch and colors and promo, like it's, I think about, you know, I, I'll listen to it back as I'm creating the album art myself, just to like feel feel the vibe or the energy or whatever. And it's that realization of like, oh, like when you create music, you are literally creating something from nothing. Yeah. This whole this whole color music sonic universe did not exist a few months ago and now it does. Right. I mean, it, like I equate it to any type of artwork, like take a painting, for example, you can, you know, kind of recreate something and like there's a million bajillion different options. But when it comes to music, especially because music has existed for thousands of years, it's like, how did you make something that no one has ever made before, like thousands of years of like hitting rocks against each other and like <laughs> like how did you do it there's just such a unique satisfaction when it comes to that sort of thing no matter how objectively good or bad the song is it's just like you like you need to be proud of yourself that you did something uh and yeah so i i want to know you know from you because it, it's just like the world is so weird right now when it comes to like recording and putting out music hypothetically what does the next year of your life look like in terms of writing recording touring just like in general yeah i think i mean i hope that we are still moving in a direction where live music's not going to totally shut down there's gonna be some opportunities there so I'm, i am gonna just roll on that assumption for now um, and then if that doesn't happen, we'll, we'll have to pivot again. But, um, I was like everybody else, <laughs> I was going to do my first tour, um, out of Nashville, kind of a spokes tour to different cities, um, for Taste of My Heartbreak, um, during that summer, I was going to put the EP out in May instead of October and then do a tour through the summer. So that's something I still, I still haven't done that. So that's something you know, and I, I knew when that we postponed everything, I was like, by the time I go on this tour, I'm going to have so much more new music out, um, which is exciting. So I, I think that, by the, just from all right. the music, so. Nice. so by the time I, I even shore that up, say for next summer, I'll hopefully have a, a couple more singles out and be working on a bigger project. So that's, 
that's been exciting. Writing, I'm writing just a lot of a lot of country stuff that we're hoping to um, pitch to some artists in town. So I do normally write for things that end up being something I'm singing or recording or what have you. I haven't leaned into you know trying to get cuts, but I think that that's going to be a cool thing coming up in the next year that that I'm going to lean into a bit more um, on the songwriter side. Awesome. Um, and just trying to also with that tour, I was going to go back to my hometown in Albuquerque and try to do like some bigger shows, some big homecoming show um, oh, wow. at some like indoor outdoor venues. People love there. So that's Marble Brewery, um, Salt Yards. So I would love to get together a big band show um, back in Albuquerque, a few of those. Seems pretty doable. Sounds like a solid year ahead of you. Yeah. Um, so I want to know from you, because you're so ingrained in like the local music scene, because we're always trying to prop up independent artists, I want to know who are you listening to? Who can you recommend? Any friends making also great music? Ooh, yeah. So um, Ryan Bowie, first name I want to shout out. He is such a cool guy. He's one of my closest songwriting partners and his brand is pop punk or sorry, not pop punk, country punk. So he describes it as a Deadpool with a country singer, <laughs> okay. um, which is funny. He's, uh. he's a wonderful lyricist, really funny. We both love like jokey, punchy country, that kind of your personality sucks. I didn't write that with him, but that's something he could have been in on. Um, he's got really really funny songs so um he's kind of one to watch for sure um trying to think of a bunch of other people who are just so good i mean lauren weintraub but she's she's already shooting off into the stars <laughs> she doesn't need um she's someone who i met playing at a farmer's market and has put out like about four songs or so in this year, which feels mm -hmm. like a lot. Like that's a, yeah. that's a quick turnaround and some music videos. And um, she definitely sounds kind of like, to me, like a little bit earlier Taylor Swift, like a kind of a soft pop country uh -huh. thing that's re also really heavy on the lyrical content. Um, there's so many people, oh my God. <laughs> Everyone is good, everyone's amazing. I believe you. I'm um, not your friend's band, now. that sounds pretty interesting. Um, who? The the first person that you shouted out. Yeah, he's, it's, <laughs> his stuff is so good and I'm excited for, um, for, yeah, for the new stuff he's putting out because he's, he's about to, to launch those things, so that's pretty cool. Nice. And kind of in that vein, actually, um, I know it'll it'll probably the show will have happened by the time this um, comes out to everyone's ears. But you know, um, I was thinking about the fact that in Nashville, everyone has a show. Everyone has a band show that's trying to get you to go to. Um, all your friends have shows, and no one wants to go to your show in Nashville. <laughs> that's why you tour. There's just too many. That's why you go to other cities. No one wants to go to your show. They don't. I don't. They. It's. It's so hard to get people to your music shows because they've probably they're your friends. They've already heard all your songs. Yeah. They've already been there. It's just the live music seems amazing and it's exhausting and everyone's a little bit over it. So what I decided to do for this release, instead of 
having a band show. Um, I've been getting into comedy. That's a newer thing for me, but I've been doing stand-up, improv, sketch. Oh, damn. So, okay. Yeah, so I thought um, Third Coast Comedy is where I've done a lot of that. I sometimes bartend there as well. So I thought, you know what? We're going to make a comedy musical show to release this song. Because also there's a little bit of a comedic element to unsay it, you know? Sure. That you blurted something out is embarrassing. Uh, you want to take it back. So we are having a show September 16th at Third Coast Comedy in Nashville. It will be recorded. So I will have clips to show everybody after. And um, I'm going to do a little bit of stand-up. And then we're going to do some improv kind of based on music. I'll play a song. We'll kind of um, get inspired, do a few improv scenes. Um, we'll have a short form game. Uh, called on say it so you ring the bell and they have to say something else they have to change what they just said um we'll have some raffle prizes and then at the end of the show is 11 p.m central time and that is the exact moment the song drops because it's you know it's midnight eastern that's super cool so everyone in the theater will hear the song together in real time for the first time at this show so if you're in nashville i hope you catch it if you're not or you're listening to this after i will be posting the recording of it i love that i wish i was in nashville i'd be there in a heartbeat <laughs> um, all right tegan i've got one more question for you and it's how i like to wrap these things up question is basically for the person that is going to discover you from this and for the person that is going to listen to your music for the first time what is an opening message that you'd like to say to them Ooh, an opening message. This is the beginning of a new era of country where women are taking the lead. Um, it's not all about soft breakup song, homecoming queen. That's great. That's kind of a lot of what all women in country sounds like at the moment. Um, and this is us being at the center of our story. It's so it's been so much guy at the bar, girl at the bar, guy at the bar over and over again. We all know bro country's taken a little bit <laughs> of the biggest the biggest lead of and share of radio and things and that's fun, but that's not all people want to hear. And you know, both men and women are going to enjoy this new mood and persona that it's it's confidence and, and it's, um, it's different, but it's also the same lyricalness and playfulness and all of those things you love about country music. I think that's a great answer. And I think it's a really hopeful answer, just looking towards the future. Things do need to change on the country front. You're right. Awesome. Step one. <laughs> Step one. All right, Tegan, thank you so, so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. For everyone else out there, Unsay It will be out by the time this is out. So stream it, listen to it, follow along. And if you're in Nashville, definitely catch that show because it sounds like it's going to be pretty unique. Yeah, well, thank you so much again for having me. You're very welcome. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll definitely be talking soon. All right, bye. Bye-bye.